Greetings and welcome to the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. Joining us on this episode is Dr. Wendy Welch, the Medical Director with the Virginia Health Practitioners Monitoring Program. The HPMP, as it's known, is a state program under the auspices of the Virginia Department of Health Professions. Its mission is to help doctors and other providers struggling with personal issues to resolve those challenges and resume their clinical careers. Today, we're going to chat with Dr. Welsh about the HPMP, the work it has done, and ongoing efforts to raise awareness about this important and helpful program. But first, let's welcome Dr. Welsh to the program. Thanks for being with us today. Thanks, Julian. I'm really happy to be here today. And we're glad to have you on the program, and thank you for making a few minutes of your time in your busy schedule. To start with, the HPMP has been around for more than 20 years now, and in that time, it's helped thousands of providers facing challenges, including substance use issues, mental health situations, or physical ailments that may impair their ability to practice. What should listeners, both non-healthcare folks as well as practitioners, know about the HPMP's past, present, and future? Well, thanks, Julianne. Uh, I'm really happy to talk about those things. So HPMP has helped over 3,000 licensed health professionals across the Commonwealth, and that includes physicians, nurses, pharmacists, dentists, veterinarians, uh, and, and we're really proud of our outcomes. You know, we uh, typically monitor uh, participants that have a psychiatric issue or an addiction or a physical health issue, and we monitor on average for about five years. And our outcomes are amazing. Um, the majority return to practice, and the majority sustain their recovery. And over the 20 years of the program, it has helped more than 4,500 practitioners, and that includes, I guess, several hundred a year. And this program, I guess, is an alternative sort of to disciplinary action uh, that's focused on, on early intervention. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. There are multiple uh, points of entry into our program. Licensed health professionals can self-refer that information's on our website. And sometimes, uh, oftentimes, participants are referred in lieu of board action. So participants may have an, a board investigation, and they're referred by the various boards to, to participate in our program. And is the program confidential, or how, how does that work? Yes, the program's confidential, although you know, I want to be clear about that our mission is, first and foremost, public safety. So participants are always aware of, of how their information may or may not be shared with their board, um, and, and the board is ultimately, the, the various boards are in charge of how that information gets disseminated publicly, if ever. So uh, definitely, the the initial conversations are, are confidential. Once a participant signs a contract with us, that contract clearly outlines the, the types of things that would require us to talk to their worksite monitor, talk, uh, report to the board. So, so yes, it's, it's confidential to find out more about it. Our active participants are very clear in what's confidential and what would be shared and under which circumstances. And you mentioned that a person who either seeks out the program on their own or is referred perhaps by another, that the duration that they would be a participant and enrolled in the program could be as long as five years. Over the life cycle of that participation, what are the, if you could just sort of give a high-level overview of the steps that one would go through while, while involved or enrolled in the program? 
Sure. The first step is our intake process, and participants meet telephonically with our intake coordinator, who uh, is, is a very experienced clinician, and they go through all aspects of mental health issues, addiction issues, wellness issues, um, issues that brought them to, to be referred. And then that's presented to a whole team. So in addition to me, and I'm, I'm board certified in addiction psychiatry, and, and we have seven case managers, we have a clinical lead, we have an administrative director. So that information is presented to the team, and we come up with an initial plan uh, and, and help get participants to treatment providers. We're not treatment providers, so we don't actually provide care. But we case manage and make sure that our participants have all the right treatment providers on board. And so that's the first step. And so coming out of that, the treatment provider may recommend that this person maybe needs a higher level of care like residential or maybe they'll say this person can be an intensive outpatient. And then we set up the formal monitoring contract. And for participants who where substance use disorder uh, is the primary issue, of course, the urine drug testing as well as blood, hair, nail testing is an integral part, as it is for participants with psychiatric illness and physical illness, because we really believe that during the recovery process really is best done uh, by focusing on complete wellness. And so we uh, have a, a vendor that we contract with that manages the random drug testing uh, program, but we employ a medical review officer who is a physician, that's in addition to me, whose job it is and whose expertise is to review those urine drug tests, those blood tests, nail tests, and make a determination. And so everything that we do in that way is, um, you know, the, the highest quality, uh, absolutely no false negatives, and so because the stakes are very, very high. And during the course of those five years, we uh, have processes where the treatment providers give us updates, and we can proactively spot when somebody may be um, about to relapse or has relapsed. And so that's what allows us to intervene and uh, get the, the the participant where they need to be and what level care they need to be, um, you know, insist that they refrain from practice while we're, we're getting them back to recovery and then get them back to practice when safe. safe. And so that's kind of how that goes. For some people, the recommendation may not be five years. Sometimes, uh, depending on the referral questions and the findings of the treatment providers, we may do less. And sometimes it's more than five years. You mentioned, Dr. Welsh, your professional background as a board-certified physician in psychiatry, child and adolescent psychiatry, and addiction psychiatry. So I imagine that over years you've seen and encountered patients with many of these similar kinds of challenges as a practitioner. You also work as an associate professor uh, and practicing psychiatrist at, at VCU. And, and I wonder, as it relates to the HPMP program and its participants, when it comes to healthcare providers facing personal issues, are there unique challenges to helping them recover? Absolutely. Health practitioners, we all of us, we go into this because we want to care for people. And when we are instead the ones that need care, there's naturally a high degree of shame that goes along with that, fear of if I disclose this or if I get treatment, uh, something's going to happen to my license. And the thing that I really want everybody to know, whether you're a licensed health provider that's listening to this or you work with, with us, is know that it's always better to be involved proactively in these things before 
something devastating does happen to either you or to, to one of your patients. And I want you to know that recovery is the rule for health practitioners that are involved in programs like ours. Much, much higher rates of success than when people try to go it alone. Uh, so I, I would put that out there. And absolutely, some of the other unique challenges are you know, taking time off of work. None of us who are in the healthcare business are good at putting ourselves first and taking time off. It's just not how we're wired. It's not how we're trained. And so that's that's really tough. Oftentimes, the the healthcare provider is the primary breadwinner in the home, so that presents challenges. And our case managers are really skilled at helping our participants work through those. And I can tell you that when people successfully complete, it is so joyful. We get calls from all over the Commonwealth saying, thank you so much for getting Dr. So-and-so's information to us promptly. We now have somebody in this subspecialty in the far southwest of Virginia where we had none. We're really happy with, um, with, with how this doctor is practicing. And so physicians, nurses, pharmacists, you know, in recovery can be some of the best employees. And I want to get that out there in case there are employers listening that are afraid to work with, with somebody that's been through our program. They're grateful. They uh, have a level of understanding about the world that, that you're not going to have unless you've been through this. And they're very grateful to be employed and grateful to be practicing their their craft. Well, this really is important work that the HPMP program is doing. And we're glad to hear that um, there's an effort to raise awareness about this and to to make sure that folks who might need this kind of assistance can access it. And so to that end, if you or someone you know could benefit from this kind of assistance, we want to share some information with you about how you might get started. You can learn more about the HPMP program online at this address, www.dhp.virginia.gov slash HPMP. Again, that address is www.dhp.virginia.gov slash HPMP. You can also contact the program through a toll-free number at one 866 Two zero six four seven four seven. That number again is one eight six six two zero six four seven four seven. Before we go, Doctor Welsh, we'll close the program with a question we like to ask our guests on VHHA's Patients Come First podcast. It's one we borrow from a popular BBC program, and the question is this, Doctor Welsh: If you were stranded on a deserted island, what one book and one album would you take with you? And we will spot you a copy of the religious text of your choice, so Bible or otherwise. So other than that religious text, what one book and one album would you take with you to keep you company? Okay, so one book. Any book that Dr. Atul Gawande, G-A-W-A-N-D-E, has written. He is a surgeon and a healthcare visionary. He's the new CEO of Haven, which is that uh, conglomeration that's being formed by J.P. Morgan and Amazon and Berkshire Hathaway. And I believe that um, physicians like him have the potential alongside teams to change healthcare. So I would say um, any of his books. And, and I, um, in terms of an album, oh my goodness. Ah, uh, let me think. Probably one of the Prince albums that has all of his greatest hits. I love some Prince.
can't go wrong with the purple one. And Dr. Gawande is is a very talented writer in, in addition to being a, a visionary and, and all the other things you mentioned. He actually has a, quite a gift for, for prose and the written word. So uh, I think those are two great choices. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of VHHA's Patients Come First podcast. Again, thank you to Dr. Welsh for joining us on this episode. And again, if you or someone you know could benefit from assistance through the HPMP program, please visit them online at www.dhp.virginia.gov slash HPMP or call toll-free 1-866-206-4747. Thanks. Thanks, and make it a great day, everyone. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Virginia Hospital and Healthcare Association's Patients Come First podcast. You can listen to this episode and previous episodes of the podcast through SoundCloud, Blueberry, or online at www.vhha.com. You can also send us questions, comments, feedback, or suggestions about future podcast episode guests using the email account pcfpodcast at vhha.com. Again, that address is pcfpodcast at vhha.com. We also encourage you to connect with us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can contact us through Twitter using the hashtag PatientsComeFirst, and our Twitter account is at VirginiaHHA. Thank you. 